Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Today's episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the easiest way to buy and sell tickets online. With SeatGeek, two taps and you've got tickets ready to go. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code LOHORNETS to get $20 off your first purchase. Hey, it's game day. It's Hornets game day. They're playing in Greensboro. We're excited. Let's talk some hoops and stuff. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Hornets Talk for the Hardcore Fan. We are coming to you live from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte. Well, we're not live, but we are we're recording it live. You're hearing it on the, the podcast through the miracle of technology. I'm Doug Branson, joined by my good friend David Walker. David, it's game day. Welcome in. Doug, can I make a confession? This is a safe place, I feel like. Uh, safe enough, sure. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I have not watched any uh, of the preseason NBA action, I, I must confess. I, I, I have a hard time doing it, Doug. I know it's real basketball. I love basketball. I love the NBA. But I, I do find myself needing a little push, and I'm, I'm hopeful that now, tonight, in Greensboro, right, and, and the Hornets will be on TV. Tell me if I'm, I'm incorrect on that. Well, the, well, they should be on League Pass. Oh my God! Don't just okay. Uh, because well, all right. it, it's not uh, to the, be continued. Yeah, the one I think the one in the one in Boston or the one in Massachusetts. I don't. I think Mohegan. yes, that one's on NBA TV. Yes, three thirty in so, the middle of college football. So yeah, that, that'll be yeah, that's good. But I think Boston has some coverage of tonight's game in Greensboro. So if you do have League Pass, you should be able to hit that up. And if you're savvy on the internet, uh, you you might be able to hit it up as well. Uh, I'm picking up what you're laying down. Okay, anyway, good. I just wanted to share that with you, Doug. I know. I, just, I, 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 I wanna, you know what I mean. I get it. I get it. I've I've watched here and there. I certainly haven't watched an entire game that that doesn't involve the Hornets. I watched Hornets Dallas, but I've I peeked in last night. <clears throat> I'm doing this like late night basketball thing now because I'm getting the show ready. I watched a little bit of basketball last night, and I watched uh, the Jazz take on the Suns. And mm-hmm. I saw Boris Dial, who now plays for the Utah Jazz. We got to do one of those segments where we we, we, we get, need to do where is it, where is he now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Boris Dial now playing for the Utah Jazz. I saw him. I swear to you, he did a ball fake from uh, from uh, above the break, and then got into the lane, hit a euro step, fought through contact, and got fouled uh, on a layup. And I thought at that point, I'm like either. I'm watching really weird basketball or having a fever dream. I've got to go to bed. Either way, it's time to turn it off. I need some sleep. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Panthers fans, head over to iTunes after the show and subscribe to the Locked On Panthers podcast with host Steve Reed. NBA fans, make sure to check out Locked On NBA with host 
David Locke. And I'll say this, David, we're, we're going to talk some injuries here in a second, but I was listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast this morning, and uh, he was talking about Cam Newton and how you how the team and Cam really needs to take care of his head because of this concussion situation. And I think it puts the injury situations that we often talk about with basketball in perspective. When you know you talk about guys' knees and all oh, this is a really bad injury, and then you look at football and it's like, let's take care of this brain. guy's head, his brain, brain. his his yeah. his his thinker. Like that's the the thing that makes him a human being. We we got to make sure we take care of that. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, it, it really kind of crazy, right? It really highlights again uh, that difference between football and basketball. Hey, if you have a question, a comment, or you want to sponsor the show. Make sure to email us at buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com or uh, comment. We, we post these shows on atthehive.com. Hop on there, shoot a comment to us in the comment section. Couldn't be any easier, and we'll read it here on the show. As I said, we're going to kick things off with some major injury updates. David, I'll give you the choice. Do you want the good news first or the bad news first? Always hit me with the good news. All right, here's the good news. Kimba Walker, who was cleared for contact on the last day of training camp over the weekend, says or said yesterday in practice he will, quote, most likely be out there in Greensboro versus uh, versus the Celtics. David, if he does play, do you expect him to play very long tonight, that 22, 23 minutes that the starters got last uh, game? No, no, no. I would say 10 minutes. I don't think he should play any longer than that person. I know he wants to get into a flow, but first game back, right? I think you just want to get up a sweat, get a little bit of the and back into the groove. Um, that would that would be my guess, Doug. That's how I would approach it. But you know, I'm not a professional NBA coach. Well, here's the thing: I know players always want to play. Uh, you know, Kimba wants to sure. play. Competitors, MKG wants to play. He wants to play big minutes. I'm sure none of the starters were happy with their you know 22, 23 minute cap in that first preseason game. But I think you know if you're Coach Clifford, if you, if if you think Kimba's good to go, then go ahead and play him the 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 amount of minutes that you would give the rest of the starters because you know he needs to a he needs to get those reps, but b you know you you want to uh, establish some flow, you want to establish some continuity with those starters. And so I think that's key. But saying that, if you don't think he's good to go, if you don't think he's a hundred percent, then hold him out. You know, don't play him at all. That's all I'm well, saying. Yeah. Either play him, I mean, either play him the amount of minutes that you would play the rest of the starters, or don't play him at all. That's my opinion. It's Kimba. It's Kimba. If he's done, this team is going to have a very hard time competing. In right. The, the so, preseason has to be good. about getting better and and coming out of it injury free. That's those yeah. are the two things that I think you know, you have to be concerned with. I know, you know, we want to see Kemba play. We want to see Kemba get in the groove with the, with the rest of the team, but having him healthy is absolutely the number one priority. Okay, now time for the bad news. David, the bad news, Hornets center Cody Zeller still has not been clear for contact. In fact, Steve Clifford saying at practice yesterday, he's not even doing the non-contact stuff and that, quote, he has a ways to go, unquote. David, they started by having him doing non-contact drills in practice, nothing with lateral movement that would put undue pressure on that knee that is suffering from the bone bruise. But now Steve Clifford saying he, is, he isn't even doing that to see if the knee will respond better that way with rest only. This, this is concerning. This is not a great sign for Cody Zeller, in my opinion. No, I was going to say we're heading in the wrong direction here. And how close are we to pushing the panic button on this? Because, and not even clear for contact, 
is not a great sign at this point. I mean, like you said yesterday, listen, the preseason's super long, maybe too long, uh, but maybe it'll work out in the Hornets' favor this time. But, I mean, that's another – I mean, you can't rush it, right? You can't rush it with either one of the guys or anyone. I mean, they're, they're not going to put anybody out, out there too soon. But Cody's obviously a big piece of the team, starting or not. So they've got to, I guess, maybe look at some other options if he can't stay out there or if he can't be healthy. I don't know what else they do, but – that's a major concern. Yeah, you know, we've heard that these bone bruise, bruise injuries are are always odd in how you have to approach them. It's never just sort of a normal. Okay, here's here's what you have to do, and here's how long you're going to be out. It's just different in every situation. But it, it's yeah, it's it's odd, and it's concerning from the the standpoint that we've already talked about, David. How the situation in the second unit is tenuous. So if you if it's if you grant me that Roy Hibbert will will be the starter on day one uh, because of some things we've talked about. It's certainly not a done deal, but um, we've talked about how you know Roy's defensive presence could add some things to the starting unit. So if you grant me that, then Cody Zeller would be your number one option off the bench as a big man. Okay, if you take him away, now suddenly you know an anchor defensively on that second unit is now gone, and you 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 got to look at a guy like Spencer Hawes. And so I think you're starting to eat away into whatever depth the Hornets had. That's to me, that's very concerning. So yeah, uh, yeah concerning. we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Got to tell you about this, people in Greensboro. You know, I know you're excited about this game, and, and I know this because I tried to buy a ticket to the game, and there weren't a ton available to be to be perfectly honest. But I did get one. I will be there in Greensboro tonight. Luckily, I had the SeatGeek app to help me out. SeatGeek makes buying and selling tickets online easy by searching multiple ticket sites to make sure you're getting the best price for the best ticket. And I used the app to get my seat in the Coliseum for tonight's game. I sorted it, uh, David, by best value. Found a ticket right where I wanted to be, which was, I'll be honest, it's lower level, it's half court, because, David, if I'm going to drive all the way up to Greensboro and back in one night, I'm going to get a decent look at the squad, okay? So... I, I I went for it. Anyway, I got the ticket I wanted, and no question, because uh, I'm a savvy shopper, no question it was the lowest price. Best of all, our hardcore Hornets fans get a $20 rebate off their first purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the Settings tab, and click Add a Promo Code. Enter promo code LOHORNETS, that's L-O-HORNETS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOHORNETS today. So yeah, I'm I'm a savvy shopper. That's a, a that's another way of saying I'm I'm cheap. You know, I just want <laughs> I want to. That's a nice way of saying I am a cheap son of a. Okay, uh, let's let's do the Celtics preview first, and then we'll get to Trevion. Um, Hornets one and two last season against the Boston Celtics. That one victory coming on. April 11th in the heat of the Eastern Conference seeding battle. It was a huge win for the Hornets, but it was the beginning, speaking of injuries, it was the beginning of injury issues last season for Nick Batum that would persist through the postseason. Also of note, Jeremy Lin leading the way for the Hornets in that game with 25 points and seven rebounds. They won't have the services of Jeremy Lin tonight. Hornets have uh, two matchups in the preseason and four games in the regular season with the Boston Celtics beginning with the home opener on October 29th and ending with another late April matchup. These two teams, David, by the end of the season, they're going to be very familiar with each other. So I think these preseason matchups, this little home and 
kind of weird home and home where neither team is playing in their arena. Uh, this will be very important for these teams to get just a, not not just an idea about what their team is doing, but an idea about this team that they'll play four times in the regular season. Yeah, and let me ask you a question, Doug, about the Celtics team. How much bench envy do you have when you when you watch the Celtics team? They have a nice young bench and a nice young core, but I mean, those guys coming off the bench are athletic and can run. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got Marcus Smart, who all reports are that that uh, terrible jump shot he had last season that resulted in like a twenty under twenty five percent three point shooting percentage. Worst in the history of the league, right? It's, uh, I believe it, it seems like it's it's due to improve. I don't know how it could get any worse, but they, you know, every all signs point to Marcus Smart and his shot getting better. You've got Terry Rozier, who I'm hearing great things about from John Corrales on Locked On Celtics. He was telling me that you know they're really going to have to contain uh, the, the Hornets are going to have to contain Terry Rozier off the bench uh, because the the Celtics love everything that he's been doing out of camp and they're really letting him run the show on that second unit as opposed to Marcus Smart. It's really Marcus playing the off-guard position and Terry really uh, handling most of the playmaking duties. And then, you know, they've got young guys already in James Young uh, mm-hmm. and Jordan Mickey, uh, but then they add Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, who, yeah. Who is just a, a beast, a force. Yeah, I think that's the guy a lot of people are excited about, probably Celtics fans especially. And they've got guys like Jay Crowder, right, who we've talked a bunch about, who um, I think if you watch any of the Celtics or any basketball last year, when he went out, you saw the difference he made uh, for that team. And he's an under-the-radar guy that if you haven't watched this team a lot, and who knows how many minutes the starters and folks like that will get tonight, but he is a fun player to watch, uh, as are a lot of those guys that you mentioned. But, I mean, this is a really, really good team. And then, you know, they just go out and add Al Horford. Um, So it's going to be one of the better teams in the East, without a doubt. And they have one of the top coaches in the league already. I mean, there's a lot to like if you're a Celtics fan. Um, And, and again, that bench just keeps coming at you. I mean, they can throw these guys out. uh, Crowder, Avery Bradley, Smart, uh, Rozier, Jalen Brown, James Young. I mean, you know, they just come at you in waves. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Jay Crowder is what? He's in his fifth year in the league now. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Fifth uh, fifth year in the league now, but uh, fourteen points, five rebounds, and uh, almost two assists for the Celtics last season. Doing a little bit of everything from that small forward position, and then playing stellar defense. And he's he's got a disgustingly cheap contract under contract with the with the Celtics until 2020 at, at like $6 million a year. I mean, just disgusting for yep. a guy of his of his talent level. And then you add Al Horford into the equation. I mean, they, they were already a team. They were bringing back so much talent. They lost. They only lost Evan Turner and Jared Sullinger. Now, you know, all, oh, cre- all credit to those guys. I mean, they, they, they played well within Brad Stevens' system, but they're certainly not, uh, a, you know, uh, overwhelming talents. And, you know, so they, they already had depth and cohesiveness on this team. And then they add a guy like Al Horford and um, they lost their first preseason game. But all reports out of Boston is that Brad Stevens was in love with Al Horford's game because, you know, the attention that he draws, they needed they need a superstar. Well, I don't know if Al Horford's a superstar, but he's a star and he at least draws some Mm -hmm. attention away, which if you're 
uh, you know, if you're a team like Boston that doesn't shoot the three-pointer, ex- you've got three-point shooters, but you don't shoot it exceptionally, this could be the missing piece that allows you to do that because it's going to attra- uh, attract attention down into the paint and allow players like Avery Bradley and Isaiah Thomas to have a little bit more room to shoot that jump shot or, or even Kelly Olynyk to shoot that jump shot and knock it down. So it's going to be a tough matchup tonight because I think the Celtics, you know, they have even more continuity than the Hornets do. And especially, on, uh, you know, they've got some young guys on the bench, but they also have a lot of carryover on the second unit as well. So the Hornets, uh, they had a, an intense practice yesterday. I, I think, you know, coming off that sloppy game in, in Dallas, they, they want to put a better showing out there in Greensboro, and they're going to have to do it. Or otherwise, the Boston Celtics are going to jump all over them. Yeah, you're right. We'll see how much focus this team has, uh, you know, heading into the second game. Having Kimba back certainly will help. Um, but, man, I mean, we didn't even mention, like, Tyler Zeller, who just runs for days. Um, you know, has a similar game to his brother, I think. But uh, these guys are talented. And, yeah, I mean, they just throw, throw Orford in there. It's like, oh, man, uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough season series. All right, well, uh, the Hornets have 12 roster spots locked into place. Nick Batum, MKG, Kemba Walker, Marvin Williams, Jeremy Lamb, Hawes, Bellinelli, Sessions, Zeller, Hibbert, Kaminsky, and Brian Roberts. But they have 19 players in camp. That leaves seven players on partially guaranteed or unguaranteed deals, all vying for three remaining spots on this roster. One of those guys, David, is 22-year-old Trevion Graham. He played four years at VCU where he finished as their fifth all-time leading scorer, averaging 13.4 points, 6.1 rebounds, and 1.4 assists throughout his career as a Ram. In his senior season, he averaged 16.2 points, 7.1 boards, and 1.6 assists while shooting 38% from beyond the arc. He earned his uh, second first-team all-conference selection and Atlantic 10 tournament MVP. So he's got the hardware. He's now in the second year of his NBA journey, spending last season in the D-League, really standing out for the Idaho Stampede. He also showed out for the Hornets in the Orlando Summer League, hitting three, hitting his three-point shot uh, much more effectively than he did in his first run. Here's what Steve Clifford said when I asked, asked him about Trevion. Well, I'm, what I'm hoping that he can become is a uh, defensive-minded uh, small forward who can also make spot-up threes. And I think if he can do those things, then I think he can be a, a then I think he can have an NBA career, a longer NBA career. And I like, I mean, I like his character. I like the way he works. And again, he's good to have around. I mean, he's 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 got toughness and intelligence. Toughness and intelligence, two things that Clifford definitely harps on. So good good marks from the head coach there. I had a chance to chat for about five minutes with Trevion at practice yesterday. Very interesting guy. And, you know, he's he's on the journey. So it's it's an interesting look into what into what life is like for for a guy uh, trying to make an NBA team. Let's take a listen. So what's life uh, been like for you since graduating VCU and starting your NBA journey? Um, more of learning, learning experience than anything. Last year I was with Utah. Um, I learned a lot from those guys into the D-League, where I got to play a little bit with some of the guys that um, have that level of um, talent. And um, this, this year, basically the same. Coming here, really want to learn from the older guys, some of the best that's here. I learn as much as I can, so when I do get on the court, I'm ready. 
That was a transition from leaving VCU, you were the leading scorer, uh, three-point shooting, rebounding, you were Atlantic 10 tourney MVP, to having to start all over again and sort of build from the ground up, convince teams, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I guess that's the same at any level. Um, you start off high school, one of the best, then you got to start over when you get to college. So it's, a, it's the same, a um, little bit of the same. Um, get to the next level, learn as much as you can, so when you do get the opportunity, you're ready to do your thing. Uh, you went to training camp with Utah, as you said. How has training camp experience been different here than it was in Utah? Um, we, we do a lot more learning last year other than playing. We play a lot more here, which I like. I mean, it's always good to get up and down to see where you fit in um, with the team. Last year was more, more just um, learning the plays, learning the defense before we got on the court. Uh, anyone giving you any advice uh, in these two years about what it takes to be successful in training camp or, or you know, making an NBA roster? Yeah, um, last year I, was, um, I talked to um, Ronnie Hood a lot. Um, same position, just telling me just to learn as much as you can. Basically, it's all about learning and paying attention. Because um, when I do get on the court, it's not I don't I don't have that many mistakes to make before um, getting off the court. So do as much as I can while I'm on the court. And here, a lot of guys, Miles, um, one of the older guys, um, Mike in my position, Roy talked to me. A lot of the veterans. So I'm just trying to pick their minds as much as I can while I'm out there. Is there any pressure, you know, I mean, you, you come out here, you practice, you scrimmage, and is there any pressure to, like, try to show as much as you can, or, or how do you approach that, you know, that idea of trying to make an NBA team? Um, for me, it's just um, controlling what I can control, um, whether it's knowing all the plays, knowing what I'm supposed to be on the court defensively, knowing all of my um, positions, all, all the positions, where I'm supposed to be, um, because that's, that's going to be my role, not making the making least mistakes while I'm on the court so they can trust me to be on the court. Um, so there's a D-League team coming to North Carolina. You play for a D-League team. How is the game different in the D-League than it is uh, from, from what you've experienced uh, playing preseason here? I think it's more up and down. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot more teams that want, that want to push it. Um, I think in the NBA, there's a lot more teams that has a team-based um, type of game. So I think D-League is more up and down, but they still have some of the, um, some of the system games that um, the team from the NBA has. But. I think it's just more up and down. Um, a lot, there's a lot of people that's trying to prove themselves down there. So I um, mean, even down there, you, you got to um, bring y'all every game. Coach Clifford says he sees you as somebody who's focusing on defense and three-point shooting. What do you see as your strengths on the NBA level? Um, using using my strength, like I'm a strong guy, so I can um, check multiple positions, just kind of be able to um, be as versatile as possible. And like you said. Um, Starting off with defense, and then if I have an open shot, be able to knock that down with consistency. I saw you working with Coach Kreitzer. What has he been teaching you uh, about your shot? Um, he just basically just telling me um, be be um, angle and stay on my toes. Um, all my life, I've been a flat toe, a flat footed person. So just being more on my toes, and that's that that little bit right there really improved my shot a lot. So I'm just trying to pick his mind as well because if I can be more consistent from behind the arc, I think that can really help me in the game. They called you the freight train of ECU. Where did that nickname come from? Um, Just how, how um, strong I played going towards the basket. Um, I really loved getting to the rim, so definitely in college I was able to um, outstrength a lot of the people that was checking me to the rim, so that's that's kind of how I got the name freight train. Last question, uh, if you get a chance to get some run in Greensboro on Thursday, what are you looking to do? Um, help the team win. Um, just going, like I said, defensively, whoever they put me on, being able to do the best I can to um, slow them down or to stop them. And then offensively, being able to run the team, um, run the plays as good as possible. And if I do get open shots, going to knock them down just to help my team win is, is the best way I can.
cannot imagine the just all the stuff coming at you when you're in that situation. And he's been in the D-League before and in training camps before. And just trying to, like, get to that, you know, that level of achieving your ultimate dream of, of getting on an NBA roster and sticking. I mean, it, it's got to be, like, such a mix of excitement and <laughs> anxiety and nerves. I mean, I think one of the coolest sports experiences would be to, like, be on the minor leagues and baseball and travel around and do stuff uh in that scenario but um this is a guy that's obviously smart and wants to stick and i mean in just you were talking right to him i mean seemed like a a a good guy who's got his head on straight and to contribute if if given the chance but i mean it's so hard to make an nba roster right Uh, and he's just he's taking every opportunity to learn and 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 just do what he can it's difficult and I learned a lot from that interview. I think it's difficult for a player like Trevion, who is like a lot of others. I mean, when you when you look at his scouting report, he's he's uh, a little short for the small forward position. If and that you know that's part of the reason I think he has to improve his shooting. Um, but he, he doesn't have explosive speed, but but he has that strength, and so when he does. And he has just sort of a, an IQ and a nose for how to get to the rim, contort his body, and he was a great finisher at VCU and, and did a great job attacking the basket in the D-League. But when you don't have the height or you don't have that explosive speed, then you really, like Trevion said, you have to focus on making as few mistakes as possible. You have to learn. You have to know exactly where you're supposed to be. And, and this was the key phrase, build trust with the coaching staff that if they put you out on the floor, you're not going to hurt the team. But there's also a difference in playing in the D-League where everyone is trying to showcase their individual talents. The game is up and down. There are a lot of shots, not as many you know, not as many sets, not as many things that you would see, you know, compl- the complexities of the NBA. And then when you get to, then so you, you do that. And then you go to camp where it's not, if you're if you're one of these swarm squad, if you're one of these guys that are vying for a spot on the roster and may play in the D League for a little while, but while you're in camp, you're you can't focus on showcasing your talents. You have to right. focus on making the guys who are already on the roster better, proving yourself, proving that you can be an an asset. If for some reason you you have to end up on the floor. So it's just, I think people have this idea in their head that like, hey, what, you know, why don't these guys, you know, really just when they get a chance to get out there for a preseason game, why don't they just go nuts? And like an Andrew Andrews, you know, take every shot opportunity you can while you're out there with the second unit. It's not, that's not, that's not how it goes. Uh, That's not how it works. You have to be, you have to, uh, as I think the key phrase from Trevion, build that trust. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's huge, especially with this staff, right? I mean, if you build that trust with Clifford and these guys and then there they can count on you, I mean, that's one of the biggest things that we've seen when he grants playing time. So, I mean, that's huge. But um, a cool story, Doug. I mean, I'll be interested to see, especially with the D-League team right now. I mean, so that's a, that's always going to be an option, a new option for, for the Hornets and for guys they bring in uh, to go that route. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. And, I mean, We'll see him tonight, I'm sure. I mean, this is the time when they're going to get some minutes. That's right. We'll see him tonight in Greensboro, where the uh, Greensboro Swarm will get started, uh, not in the Coliseum, but in the in the field house on the Coliseum Complex with the Hornets playing tonight in Greensboro in the Coliseum. I'll be there, so follow us on 
Twitter at Locked On Hornets uh, for some news and notes and images and videos from uh, the Coliseum. I can't wait, um, and we'll have more coverage of that on Friday uh, if uh, <laughs> if I can wake up. Uh, after coming back home from Greensboro. We'll, we'll have it in the morning for you. Thanks for listening to Locked on Hornets here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, give us a five-star review and help hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. Shoot us your Hornets questions, your thoughts. I know you have them. It's preseason. You're seeing these guys play. You're reading the box scores. I know you got questions. Send them to us, buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We'll read them on the show, and and we'll do our best to answer them. Again, we're back tomorrow with a recap of Hornets-Celtics. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. So what if I like to stay up late and watch TV? Don't blame me.